I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome everybody. It's Is It Just Me, the podcast that's, you know, a bit of a dance around the um, neuroses of my mind. I'm Joe Elvin and co-host James Williams. Say hi, James. Hello, everyone. How are we all? This We are coming to you from the morning after the night before that thing at Wembley that happened that we might not want to talk about too much. But we'll talk about lots of other stuff today. Is It Just Me is the podcast where James and I figure out if it is just us who's quite as sort of mental and neurotic as we are. And as usual, we're joined by a tip-top celebrity guest. And today we're joined by phenomenon, fitness influencer, nutrition expert, fit all around sort of like body is my temple guru, Bradley Simmons. How are you? I'm good, thank you. That is probably the best introduction I've ever had. So well, I'll- you know, I'm, I'm feeling chipper today. I'm feeling full of positivity, unlike you two. Oh, Joe, we need you. I mean, Bradley... Yeah. I, 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 let's just acknowledge the, one, the big elephant in the room. I'm hungover. I think you are too, Bradley, which is why I automatically have fallen in love with you. Because I think you imagine somebody of your kind of, you know, vocation would yeah. not be downing Jaeger bombs the night before a podcast. But I love you for that. Well, I'm all about balance. If I needed a good night out, I'll make sure I just forget about the whole fitness and health thing and have a good laugh. I think we need a good laugh in our lives. Um, but yesterday at Wembley Way, Jaeger bombs, uh, all sorts of drinks were going down my throat. But it was a great experience <laughs> and I'll always remember it. Tell me something, Bradley. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I did have friends around me crying. Yeah. I, I, I mean, sorry. I, I just, I get it. I, I mean, and I, whenever it's a big game like that, I do get swept up in it. And I love sort of like sitting on the WhatsApp groups with all my friends chatting all the way through watching it. That's all. That's what I love about it. But I'm so glad that I'm not really a football fan because it just looks such mental torture. It is, especially if you're a Tottenham fan as well, which I am as well. So. <laughs> I'm going to laugh like I know what that means. <laughs> yes, Tottenham in England. I, I, I believe that involves somebody called Harry Kane, Joe. I think. Oh, right. Yeah. See, I, honestly, I'm so hopeless. I didn't and know that. that. Is- that is yeah. the breadth of my football knowledge. But no, I'm with you. It was actually, uh, Bradley, we had Seema Jaswal, who was obviously one of the pundits on TV, and so we had her on the show a few weeks ago. And Joe and I are very much hands in the air, fair weather football, you know. But like I said, last night was the first time I actually watched it in public. And I, I have that slight disconnect that you talk about, Joe. I was really caught up in it, and it was so exciting. But at the end of it, I was a bit like, oh, you know, I, I'm glad I don't care that that much because it yeah. was it was heartbreaking wasn't it and you just make you think well, how, how are penalties allowed how, how are penalties legal i know it's such a shame i'd wish there was a golden goal like they used to be back in the day when they just continue playing until they score a goal yeah. <laughs> oh my god can you imagine you'd be there for days I imagine know, how many could have done by that point pardon imagine how many jaeger bombs you could have done by that oh point. i know no, but it still would have been 30 minutes but the golden goal it means both teams would go at it rather than yeah. waiting for the penalties Oh, torture. Anyway, we are united in our grief, at least. But Bradley, thanks for, uh, A, you know, 
gold medal to you for actually agreeing to appear on I know. You wake up this morning and think, oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> Well, I actually, I actually had to cancel my live workout this morning because I was feeling that bad at 7.30. <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a few, I've had a healthy juice. I've picked myself up, so I'm all oh. good on the podcast. <laughs> and, and Joe, you're living your best bougie life. You look, you, you look all in, Joe's in rye on a, a, a little mini break. You, you look really he- fit and healthy, Joe. I'm not, you're going to, to carry through, you got to carry us through this one, Joe, I think. <laughs> I have done i have there's a supermarket up the road called jemson's that is a cornucopia of the most unbelievable sugary treats i've never seen in my life so i've been downing those and wine i have done two workouts while i've been here nice but you know not not anything too horrific so you'd be proud of me brad that's great any workout is a good workout yeah was it it a hit workout you're doing a strength workout but yoga what are you doing i did on saturday i did um half an hour of bottom half and yesterday i did half an hour of top half with resistance bands nice brilliant yeah yeah (laughs) that's what we're here to discuss you're the expert yeah you've got tell us about your journey yeah so my journey i was a footballer myself uh so from the age of seven years of age i was at chelsea academy um so very young and at 16 i left and joined queen's park rangers um where I experienced very bad injuries, my ACL and a fracture my ankle. So things didn't work out for me footballing wise. Uh, but I took my knowledge from being injured all the time to become a personal trainer because I learned so much from being in the gym. I spent my whole time at QPR in the gym. So I took that knowledge into my personal training career. Uh, and after what a year of personal training, I was training the likes of John Terry, Jamie Redknapp, Theo Walcott, Brendan Rogers. Uh, and I was only at, what, 20 years of age? So I was very young, yeah. So, and from that, it's just helped me build my career. So seven years into my my career as a personal trainer and now being able to develop this incredible platform called Get It Done, where I have thousands and thousands of people subscribed. Lockdown was was a big eye-opener because obviously things shut down. I wasn't sure what to do. I couldn't personal train anymore. So I just decided to do loads of live workouts. Um, And with my big following on Instagram, a lot of people jumped onto those live workouts and then from that idea, I created my own platform. So, yeah, I really love what I do. Uh, it's great to have my own platform because I no longer have to rely on Instagram, which was where I used to get a lot of my income from. Yeah. And so when when are you launching Get It Done? So Get It Done is launched as a platform already, but the app comes out um, in a couple of weeks, few weeks time. Right. So you can get it on, the, on your laptop, you can get it on the TV, uh, but the app is going to come out in a couple of weeks, which means you don't have to continuously, uh, continuously sign in, sign out, sign in, sign out. You can get it on your uh, phone, you can get it on your um, iPad, you can get it on the TV or the all different app stores. So it's going to be really exciting stuff. And so Bradley, yeah. was, was that always uh, the plan or in a weird way has like COVID and the lockdown situation kind of changed and, and created this opportunity for you in a weird way? Yeah, it's been a massive adaption uh, and it's been a great adaption for me and everyone in the fitness industry. A lot of people in the fitness industry have done really well from this, um, from, from COVID, which is obviously hard to say, but I guess we kept everyone moving. We kept everyone physically, mentally fit. Um, and we've all been able to have this idea and to grow a platform, which is great. I think that's true. And I, I think, you know what, I think a lot of the time, you know, um, you know, physical exercise and going to the gym and stuff, a lot of it, for people that don't do it, they think the people that do do it, it's all about vanity. And I think what's really been proven in the last year, I think, and I, I speak for this, is like, you know, it was genuinely, because my trainers totally pivoted, like, you know, we were doing Zoom workouts at home and it wasn't, it was literally just about having connection. It was about literally, you know, it's about your mental well-being. It's so connected, the two things. I think that's really, I think finally now people have realised that that's, really how it is and it's not just about being henshaw buff right it's 100 percent, and it's about good nutrition as well it's about good sleep having a good social life and obviously exercise plays a massive part in that as well i always say my appearance is a bonus to my lifestyle it's not the main thing why i do it so i do this because i want to be fit i want to be healthy and i want to have good mental health uh and me having a six pack is just a bonus of my life Bloody hell, I've been working out for 20 years. I'm never going to have that. Yeah, there is more to life than a six-pack, of course. Being healthy, being fit is all you need to be. Yeah. I just like the smug feeling after a, a workout. That's what. That's the only reason I do it. Is that bad? 
<laughs> no, but they say the best feeling is once you completed a workout, isn't it? That is the best yeah. feeling. It's the worst feeling starting probably the workout because you're a bit nervous, you're a bit scared. But once that's, that workout's finished, you feel like a complete new human. You feel productive. Yeah. And like you've done something with your day. But yeah. it's like, I would always say it's usually literally about 11 minutes into any workout. Just think, Christ, I can't do this. And if I can get past the 11th minute, I can keep doing it. Yeah, you're going to have to try one of my 30-minute hit workouts. Yeah, I know. I do want to. Yeah, definitely. See, but, I don't know. I mean, I've got the Peloton at home and I'm a bit of a Peloton bore, but that's it just means I work out most days and I've just become quite addicted to it. No, yeah, the Peloton's great. I Like I said, any exercise with consistency, if you're doing consistently, it's definitely going to pay off no matter what exercise you do. You just got to pick what you enjoy so you can be consistent with it. Yeah. And, and tell us about, because I noticed you've got a lot of great recipes and things as well. Are you a nutritionist? No. So I've obviously, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a qualified nutritionist, but I do love cooking uh, mm. and I do know my stuff. I read a lot of stuff. Um, I've got my own book, which is called Get It Done. We've got loads of great recipes in there, which you can find on Amazon. Uh, but on the app, there's no recipes on the app right now. We're just building it. We're just focusing on really good workouts and programs. Um, um, and we'll, we'll team up with companies in the future who can supply you with making sure your macros and your calories are spot on. Because that's where so many people go wrong. They train really well, but then they'll go to the pub and drink five pints and have a pie, pie and mash uh, and, and, and ask the trainer, where's my results? Just because they're not educated with their nutrition. Um, yeah. It is so, so key. So tell us, have you got any gossip about who was the laziest footballer you worked with? Who was the one <laughs> you, you had? Brag to training. No, to be honest, I work with a lot of footballers in pre preseason, so just before they go back into preseason. So they might go on holiday and they say, "Look, can you train me for five days, six days, just so I can get really fit and sharp before I go into preseason to obviously impress the manager?" So they all work extremely hard. I've had some celebrity clients who, yeah, may, maybe be a little bit lazy, who might show up late or I want to leave early or might be on their phone or pretend yeah. that their agent's calling them. So I've had a few of those. I'm not going to name names. Oh. <laughs> I, I I used to go to a um a pretty shishi gym in um W1 London when I worked in in Mayfair, and there was I used to be fascinated with the amount of clients who I would see come in, and it was a gym where it was like you couldn't just go in, you had to have an appointment with a trainer. Yeah, and the number of people I would see just sort of like they basically were paying like you know ninety a hundred pounds an hour to sit and have a chat. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I, say, I I know I say this all the time. I am not just a personal trainer; I am a counselor as well. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, which is great, obviously, which is which I'm, I guess it's a skill to have. If you want to be a good personal trainer, obviously you have to know your knowledge about how the body works, different exercises, but you also got to be a people's person. But it, no, but it's so true though, because I think, you know, I mean, I, you know I'm, I'm very open. I've had therapy and it's true. It's like, you, you know, I, and I think I've had a personal trainer and it's a very similar vibe because the truth is ultimately, you know, it's very rare you sit and see somebody once a week for a whole hour and have yeah. to basically chit chat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and so you do end up, I think, divulging quite a lot to your trainer in a way you kind of forget, you know. So. 100%. And when I was younger, I had to learn back in the day when I was about 20, was I really into politics? No, I would have a whole range of different clients. Some clients wanted to talk about football. Some clients wanted to talk about um, cooking. Some clients wanted to talk about the weather. Some clients wanted to talk about politics. At that time, I didn't have a clue about politics. So as I've got older, I've had to really educate myself on different subjects as well, which has been a bonus to me. But yeah, you're right. I've had uh, lawyers. I've had bankers. I've had celebrities. I've had footballers. And everyone has their own struggles, you know? And it's just good just to listen to them. There's a podcast in, I think, Confessions of a Personal Trainer, Bradley, to be honest. You could just host that and just get different trainers to come on. You can just divulge without giving away the actual person. But I bet you there's so many brilliant stories of things you've experienced or been told. Yeah, 100%. Loads. <laughs> a lot of things I've got to keep to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you've have you ever made a an NDA? Yes, many times. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of clients, um, actors, actresses, who, who I've never been able to put on my Instagram. Uh, but there have been many celebrities who basically I've said to them, look, I'm going to train you for free as long as you post me on the Instagram. And that's the way it worked because it was exposure for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, obviously, famous or non-famous, what, what you, you mentioned the nutrition aspect, but you know, what is the most common? What, what do you think is unites us all in terms of, at the, at the end of the day, I know obviously there is a science to it, but it's not, you know, it's not really reinventing the wheel, really. When you get into it, it's about moving and eating right. But it's not rocket science. But what do you think are the most common mistakes most people make or the most biggest misconceptions they have about keeping fit? Um, I guess 
being scared to start is the biggest one, thinking they're not going to be able to be good enough to start. But everyone starts. Like my, one of my favorite sayings is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Um, so people being scared to go to the gym, maybe people don't have enough money to, to be a member of a gym, but there's just, you have to start, even if it's slow, even just start walking in the park, get your steps up, get your heart rate up, um, invest in some, a bit of equipment or some clothing. That's going to encourage you to get out to the park and do some skipping, for example. Just start somewhere and you'll build your confidence, you'll build your fitness levels and you're just going to continuously grow and grow and grow. And once you get the bug for it, you're going to want to do more research. You want to now go, okay, I've improved my fitness levels. How do I now improve my nutrition? You get the bug for it, you see, because it is it is very addictive once you get that bug. I think somebody once told me, I don't know if it's true, but it said to take three weeks to build a habit and three days to ruin it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. And I've got a lot of clients who've trained with me for two weeks. They go on holiday, they come back, oh God, what's happened? And they say, oh, don't worry. But again, they just want to enjoy life. So well, weirdly, I think this is a nice sort of segue into our first topic, Bradley, because you know you have to come, the deal is you've got to debate some very silly topics, but our first topic, I think, this is quite a nice way to segue into it because it kind of is uh, what we're talking about already. And the one I thought of this week was, is it just me that automatically feels quite tense the second I walk into a communal gym changing room? And I think this is all about being a kid at school, right? I think it's all about that kind of neurosis about being in the changing rooms when you're at school. And But is it, I literally just, I mean, I just find the whole thing really awkward. I can't wait to get in and get out. I find I've never gone into a gym changing room where the lockers aren't too close to each other or the hanging coats aren't too yeah. you, you end up having to physically stand next to somebody who's half naked. You're like, yeah. it's just hideous. Am I alone in thinking this? Um, no, you're not hundred percent. I've been there. I, I guess from my experience now, I am very comfortable with any gym I go into because I guess it's my job, it's my surroundings. Are you, are you I, one of those ones who parades around naked? No, <laughs> no, 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 not me at all. Um, I'll, I'll have a tower around me um, for sure. But when I was younger, I definitely did, especially as a youngster. And also when I was a footballer, uh, going into a new change room, going on trial at a new club was very, very nerve wracking and awkward. That was tough. But going into a gym, for me, I've always been fine, but I totally understand why people will be uncomfortable. Well, what are your reasons? What are your reasons why you feel? Weirdly, I think the actual changing room would arguably be more intimidating for most people than the actual gym itself. I genuinely do think that. I think, well, let's be honest, you know, we're very British. We're not very good at being naked, generally, I don't think, um, <laughs> you know. And I think uh, it's just, you know, we're just awkward by our, I think, just by our... <laughs> don't you think, Joe? What, what's, I mean, Joe, I know you you have struck quite strong opinions on changing rooms and gym changing well, rooms. No, if it's strong, I've just seen some things that I just wish I could unsee. <laughs> uh, and I, that's not a judgment on people's bodies. I mean, walking in one day and seeing a fully naked woman you know just sitting on the bench eating her lunch wow just think, that's, she's just owning it i mean it. she's, she's yeah I she's that, it. super chill but yeah I, I have a real problem with that <laughs> i just think i just don't understand why well, i mean i, I mean think, i'm not british and that still doesn't compute i think i mean i know i know this is all my my problem i'm far too uptight but i think it's the people that basically treat communal changing rooms like it's their own private bathrooms so yeah. it's the people that literally will just cut their toenails, file yeah. their, you know, they literally take their time. I mean, I literally cannot wait to get in or get out, right? Yeah. I'm not loitering. I'm not hanging about. I'm not making small talk. And, and I've got a whole ritual with the towel about how I get dressed. Sort of like yeah. towel on, underpants on, towel down, bra on, <laughs> towel back on, trousers on. <laughs> it's like that sort of routine as quickly as possible. No eye contact with anybody else. Yeah. Don't even talking to me when i'm in that state what well, that's what i mean and, and there is something we need to give a shout out to those people that feel you know they, they like to engage you in conversations whilst being totally naked yeah uh, i mean ch power to them in a weird way but i'm like i, I just what? think i think one fair play to them and they must be really confident and they i guess they yeah want other people, i guess they want other people to be confident as well and yeah feel like you should be confident he's nice james we're the judgy ones no no i've had some experiences for sure in the male change room where towels have been dropped, etc., And I've been made a little bit uncomfortable, for sure. Or in the sauna and steam rooms, for <laughs> sure. Um, but I just pretend I'm, I'm pretending that I'm not seeing anything. But yeah, that's just happened, isn't it? People are being provocative. People are just seeing if they can upset you. 
upset me or crack well, on to you. <laughs> yeah, crack on with me. I think some of them might yeah. have, I might might you know go fancy them, and <laughs> unfortunately for them, that's not the case. I mean, yeah, I've never been. Um, I don't think anyone has ever been attracted to me in that state in the gym. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It might be another time. It might be coming around the corner. <laughs> I mean, there are some people who basically just have a gym membership just to use a sauna, right? I'm yeah. like, really? It's like, really? Oh, and as well, like the McDonald's adverts, like get your money's worth. People just feel like it's their second home, don't they? <laughs> yeah. They, they want to stay there all day. But I know in a weird way, I'm, I'm almost only, I really wish I could be a bit more Scandinavian in my way of yeah. thinking. And I really do, because I think you know, anybody listening in Scandinavia to what I've just said would probably just think, oh my God, how do you live your life in such as really like... Because they just don't have these neuroses. What is it? I, I do think it is. There's a park in Berlin where people just take it all off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say this: when I did skinny dip that one time, it was very liberating. I will say that. So I'm not. I'm not totally uptight. That one time. Yes. I've never done that. It was actually weirdly liberating. I mean, obviously, I was a bit drunk. I had, I had not had Jaeger bombs, but I'd have the equivalent of in terms yeah. of alcohol. But it was, it was what, and again, it's that, it's that weird thing. It's like jumping off anything, right? I, I would imagine it's like doing a bungee jump. It's like, once you've done it, it's like, ooh. Once you've done it, yeah. My friend recently went to a naked yoga retreat. Wow. Yes. I was like, that would be interesting in Downward Dog, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if you think about some of the positions you get into in yoga. I know. <laughs> Standing behind somebody wearing lycra, and that's bad enough. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. That's not for me, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I have been to um, things like I've, I went to a Turkish bath once where we were all like men and women, all naked, all sitting around in this big dome waiting to be washed on a slab. Wow. How was and that? You, um, it was so bizarre. And what I realized, I was so uncomfortable. But, I was also coming down with food poisoning, which I didn't realize till later that day. So I just wasn't in a good space anyway. And then I, I lay on this slab and this guy sort of like slathers you and it's not even pleasurable. It's like, it, it's like you're being scoured. And then when it's time to roll over and have your front done, he gives you a massive slap on your behind, like <laughs> turn over. And everybody's just sort of like sitting there staring at you because there's nothing else to look at. Yeah. And uh, that was very strange. That was in Istanbul 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I had experience my first lads holiday in Zanti a long time ago now. We went skinny dipping and the boys decided to take my clothes with them. So I had a long walk back to the hotel completely <laughs> naked. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. I know. Luckily, I didn't get arrested. Did anyone help? Uh, what do you mean help? What? Like, did anyone help? <laughs> Ran out with a robe or something. Taking oh, his no, no, no. They were laughing their heads off. <laughs> oh, my God. Luckily, it was quite dark, to be fair. If it was during the day, I would have been. I would, I would have had a right stinker. That's what? some, like, real Game of Thrones stuff that there. Tough, isn't it? <laughs> Behind you ringing a bell going, shame. Yeah. And <laughs> it was pre-cold. Pre the war was pre-cold, so... <laughs> But, no, but that's the thing. I mean, like, when you go the, on those nudist beaches, it, but it, yeah. I mean, it is weird, isn't it? But it just makes you realise, like... God, it comes in all shapes and sizes. And I mean, you know, I'm talking not, not just about physical body, I'm just talking about, you know, it's that yeah. weird thing is I think we always seem to remember that like, you know, nobody cares about you as much as you care about you, right? No one's looking oh, at you as much yeah. as you look at yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I think there's a big problem now with um, the people getting like so much facial stuff that like a, a lot of my, like I see a lot of girls on Instagram, for example, getting like their lips done, yeah. et cetera, you know? And I think it, it can be a bit of a problem like with these filters. Uh, so many people using these filters and then people assume that that's what they have to look like. So then they get, get this yeah. and it's quite dangerous. And then, and it's only going to be a matter of time until boys start getting bits and bobs done. But in all seriousness, Bradley, you know, where, what, where do you stand? Because you know, a lot of people are now starting to call out like, you know, the use of steroids and stuff. You know, there's yeah. a lot of fitness influencers who are basically not being upfront. It's not just about, you know, eating well and training hard. Yeah. They are using things that, I mean, you know, how, how widespread of an issue do you think that is? It is a massive, massive issue, and it's not spoken enough. It's not spoken about enough. Um, there's massive consequences of steroid use, especially with young boys not knowing the quantities that they should be doing. Because some people have to take steroids if they have low testosterone levels, for example. Mm. But then some people just go way too far. And for me, I can see it a mile away. I can see it straight away. I've never used steroids myself. Come up with a football background. Never done drugs. Done nothing like that. Um, and yeah, mood swings, 
it can kill your sex drive it can kill it just like really can affect your mental health it's just not worth it just for bigger biceps it's really not worth it yeah and i'm telling you now these guys do it to try and track uh, track girls but most girls don't want those big big muscles anymore like they used to they want good style good personality and good energy yeah yes Hell well, yeah <laughs> yeah um Right then, well, basically, if you are listening and you are sat there and you're like, you're a big, massive weirdo like me and you're terrified of gym change rooms, do drop us a line. You know, we love hearing from you guys. So email us at um, isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com uh, and give us any uh, suggestions for future topics as well. And you are the type of woman who likes to sit naked in a changing room eating a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how I can channel some of that that vibe. I just, I can't do it. No. I need to be more, I need to be more yeah. that woman. Yeah. Is it just me who will never, ever leave a WhatsApp group? I'm there to the day I die. I've, there's a couple of WhatsApp groups I've got that have now been on my phone for like three years. Wow. Dip it every now and again. Get really offended if somebody leaves. Take it really personally. Um, so, you know, where, where do you stand on this hot potato of a topic? <laughs> well, I'm with you. I actually look at my WhatsApp. I could save myself a lot of memory on my phone if I deleted a lot of those old, old group chats. <laughs> But when I do look back at those group chats, like the Zantes, they were great memories, aren't they? I yeah. And they are great, great memories. So that's probably why I haven't deleted them, to be fair, because every now and again, it's nice to look back. I'm they... going to say something, though, Bradley. I bet you your Zanti WhatsApp group chat has been probably uh, a source of very dodgy pictures in your camera roll. Yeah. Right, right? Well, that, that's what I find weird well, to about fair, it. To be fair, Zanti was... Uh, why am I saying Zanti? It was probably Vegas. Because Zanti was too long ago. That was when I was 17. So it was the Vegas trip, which, yes, that can't get out to the public because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and stays no, in that group chat. But this was really awkward, isn't it? Because basically people send you these things in WhatsApp groups and they automatically get saved to your camera. Yeah. And so yeah. that shit. Yeah. Why Very is that? I I am. You can change that though. You can change yeah. that. But that's happened to me a few times where I said, Mum, do you like these photos? And then next to me, she's swiping, she's swiping. Oh, Mum, that was from the boy chat. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I mean, Joe, I love the fact you even you, you've stuck in the WhatsApp group through the Euros. They've even, even been talking through football and you've stuck in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, my daughter is like, why do we have to watch the football? And I was like, because I'm going to be left out of so many conversations if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I really enjoy, I hate the word banter, but I enjoy the, all the sort of the chat because, and there's one WhatsApp group that I'm in where it's, it's, there's a few people like me who dip in and out of football. There's a few people who hate it. And then there was like a couple of people who were at Wembley last night and yeah. it just, it makes me laugh. And every now and again, you know, I will, I, there was that stupid um meme going around the other day about, oh, you know, my friend, um, he bought tickets for the final for 300 pounds each and he didn't realize it was the same day as his wedding and now he's looking for somebody to take his place and you get get down to the bottom and it says it's at such and such church and the bride's name is deborah <laughs> and i that on the whatsapp group and a couple of them got really annoyed because they read it they fell for it and thought they were going to get tickets from my friend for the final oh so my god like that, that i quite enjoy so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good laugh. Well, I've got, a, uh, I'm, I play for a football team, Richmond and QFC. Um, and we've got a few Scottish, few Irish boys in there. And they're giving us big stick this morning. <laughs> uh, no one's actually replied. We're just looking at the stick with the banner we're getting and no one's replied yet. No one's biting. Yeah. I think, we, I think that, we're still feeling too low. That football group from last night is very quiet this morning. Yeah. Very quiet. <laughs> it is funny though, because obviously I, I'm Welsh. But I'm one of the I'm a rare breed of Welsh person that supports England when Wales aren't in the equation. Yeah. But I know that that is that's almost traitorous to my race. It's like, you know, and I don't, I, I really don't get it. The thing about me is I'm like, <laughs> this is where, you know, I make uh, people very tense. But like when, when it was the the, uh, the semi-final and it was Denmark, so I've got Danish, English and Welsh. That's me. So basically it was, it was a win-win you know, for me. Yeah, the, right. <laughs> that semi-final result. And I will say this, it's like, you know, I really wound up my friends. I did say when it was quite tense that semi-final. I did say, but let's be honest: if you were going to make a movie called Euro 2020, you want the team whose member had a cardiac arrest in the very opening match to rally, go on, and win the whole thing. And they were like, "Get the fuck out!" Yeah. 
but it's true, was it? It's I mean, true. But they did do amazing. Ball. No one expected Denmark to get to the semi-finals, so they did do them absolutely yeah. amazing. But it was, I mean, if you think about it, you know, I mean, aside from anything else, even as a non-football fan, it was it was so dramatic, wasn't it? it was so well, I, I have one gay friend who, when it was like into penalties last night, put on the WhatsApp group, oh God, can't we all just say they, they both did very well, give them a point <laughs> each, let everyone go home, shake hands. I said, yeah, but would you say this about RuPaul's Drag Race? He was like, oh, well, if you put it that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, see, I explained it to him in terms he understood. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I still ma- I still maintain, though, lip syncing for your life is a much nicer way to go out than penalties. Oh, Not- yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, hold- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, in terms of WhatsApps, yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I am. I don't know what it is. I, I have this weird thing. I think, again, it's about my neurosis. I, I, I really doff my cap to those people who've got the, the kahunas and the balls just to leave a WhatsApp group. No, I just think it, it, it makes me feel so bummed out when somebody does. <laughs> like, oh no, it, I, I love it. People anymore. I'm oh, bored no. with you. I hate it. Oh, I love it. For me, it's a litmus test for how drunk certain people are. Because you know, when somebody just leaves out of nowhere, you go, oh, someone's in their wine. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, Someone's basically said something really not offensive at all. Then so and so has left the group. You're going, oh, somebody's deep in their gin. Yeah. It's true. Or you, you, you say you put a very funny joke in, but they don't find it funny, and then they leave. That's 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 an awkward one. <laughs> but I always like you know when um when um in Friends when I think it's Ross and Joey spend a whole episode just throwing a ball and seeing how long that that's how I feel about WhatsApp groups. I just want to see how long we can keep it going. And the <laughs> So far, is one that's been now been going for three years. Wow! But, but Joe, can I ask? What I the groups I love are the, are the ones that will literally go dormant. They'll just flatline for like six months, and nobody says anything. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, somebody like resuscitates the group, and like, and, oh. I, and I, and then then everybody remembers that we all why we all loved each other in the first place. And then <laughs> I love it. I, I want to know: Are the girl group chats just as bad as the boy group chats? Well, I don't know. You, you now you're going to have to reveal some examples. Oh, oh! <laughs> you don't know what's in the boys. <laughs> I don't. I don't put anything in. It's all of them. But that'd be interesting one to see. Well, put it this way: um, I'm in a, a group with a few um, lively other fellow Australian women. That can get pretty disgusting. <laughs> I'm yeah. jealous. I, I want to be in that group. That sounds really lively. Yeah. No. The, some of the things my friend Donna says are just. I mean. <laughs> Let's just thank, praise the Lord for end-to-end encryption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Nobody wants to get their WhatsApps hacked, right? I mean, we oh, no. <laughs> literally no bang to rights. But uh, no, what is the most? Can I just ask what what is the most tragic or funniest group uh, name of a WhatsApp group you're in? Oh. Let me just quickly look at my phone. I think mine might be Brixton Hill Doggy Group. Oh. <laughs> Which is not as exciting as it sounds in terms of dogging, yeah. by the way. No, I, I don't mean... really have anything that exciting, to be fair. <laughs> Grecian gods and goddesses from our Greek holiday last year. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about as exciting. Yeah, mine, sorry, I don't really have... We, we're called the Galacticos. Um. Um, <laughs> the Galacticos. That's about as exciting as it gets. But I have to give a shout out to my Alpine spritzers. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we're going there, I'm going to give a shout out to my rear derailers. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a cycle, as a gay boy cycling group. You can see what oh, we nice. did there. <laughs> um, well, there we go. That's WhatsApp done then, everyone. <laughs> I feel like we've set the WhatsApp world to rights. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, finally, moving on. And... The irony of me saying this when my hair is currently in a ponytail yeah. is not lost on me. Uh, but we've already discussed it was a hard night last night. Anyway, I've realized the other day, is it just me? That when I'm having a, a rare good hair day, feels like the need automatically to FaceTime somebody um, in the hope they might share the love too. <laughs> True. <laughs> I actually, when I'm having a very good hair day, I don't wear this hat. When I'm having a bad <laughs> hair day, I've got my snap back on, which is most of the time. But <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. I, 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 it's bedhead. Look, it's bedhead. <laughs> I had a shower this morning. I, I, haven't, I haven't started it. See, I, I don't understand men's haircuts because to me, I, you know, that just looks like a nice, a nice hair. I can't tell what's yeah. good bad hair on men a lot of the time. Yeah, my, na- my nan would say, like, she loves my curls, but I, I blow dry a little bit. Just a little bit straight, so it's a bit wavy rather than really curly because I've got really <laughs> curly hair. But when my hair's looking at its best, I do do a lot of stories on my Instagram, I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> I feel good, <laughs> good, get a few compliments, feeds my ego, I like it. And, 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 and my hairdresser likes it too. I like your... You, you like what, Joe? I like Brad, Bradley's honesty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely, you know. I mean, because like I said, I mean, we, we discussed my hair in a previous show, Bradley, because I've obviously done much like, you know, sourdough making, the, yeah. uh, those cliches. Obviously, when lockdown happened, I just grew the hair and then when lockdown ended I just kept growing it and it's you, been very... you could do sport one of those Alice bands that Grealish sported so well well yeah I mean I think my friends they already hate the ponytail man bun I think if I actually went full Alice band they would absolutely they would just kick me till I was dead but I mean literally <laughs> the, I think very divisive hair I think. and it's interesting what Joe says I think um you, know, you don't notice men's hair but weirdly honestly I've never seen a reaction like it like, yeah, but gay James. That's all yeah. about. Your mates are just going to crucify you if they don't like your hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my friends yeah. are basically horrible. <laughs> no, they're not. But but well, you know, have you ever grown I, your hair, Bradley? Me, some of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I've do you know what I've always kept the hair same hairstyle. It's very boring, but it works and it does the job. But when I was younger, I was ve- I was very long, blonde, and curly. Um, which I would love to grow. I'd love to have that hairstyle again, but unfortunately it just grows. I've got very pubic hair. It's like it grows as an afro. It doesn't grow down. <laughs> That's why. I mean, my no dad, one wants dad, to anywhere, really. No, my, my dad calls me pubed. So, um, <laughs> I, so I have to keep Uh-oh. it sure. I have to keep, keep it trim. Um, but it was funny yesterday, my brother, because obviously we knew it was going to be a memorable day and we also get loads of photos. My brother Elliot decided to get a haircut in the morning, but go, he went to a barber he never has ever been to before. What a rookie mistake. And it, at, he, the barber butchered him so bad. It was so, so funny. Um, we were literally what? laughing for hours. Why would oh, you ever do that? I mean, see, I will say this, and bear with me now. I, I feel like growing your hair as a male adult is a bit like women in pregnancy to a degree, because, <laughs> right, when you're, a teenage, when you're a teenage girl... Tread lightly, James. Tread lightly. No, bear with me, right? Bear with me. But this analogy is going to make sense. Yeah. As a teenage girl, you're, you're, you're fed this narrative that it's don't get pregnant, don't get pregnant, don't have sex. Don't, it's really yeah. easy to get pregnant. And then I think as an adult woman, when you decide to actually have a baby, you realize actually it's not necessarily that easy. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I feel a bit where like when you're a man having your hair cut every six weeks, 
you think, oh, my hair grows really quickly, my hair grows really quickly. And then you make a concerted effort to grow it. And you're like, fucking hell, my hair takes forever to grow. Okay, okay. Well, I've never experienced that. Um, it does. It's really boring. And there's a very boring. difficult, awkward, I'm, I'm still going through it, particularly this morning. Are you but, buying a lot more shampoo and conditioner? What's your, how do you do it? See, I'm a big, I don't wash it that often. I condition it mainly. That's okay. the trick I find, not overwashing it. But, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's very divisive and I, I'm sure at some point I'll just get, this looks awful. I'm just going to hack it all off. But at the point now, I said in the last show, I'm at that point now where the more people insult me about it, the more it makes me want to bed in and grow it longer. Yeah. But uh, anyway. I think it's good, mate. It suits you. Thank you. Well, you know, <laughs> you could, you could barely see it. But I was going to say this though. I, I was wondering like the whole FaceTime thing, because, you know, obviously this is a, a relatively modern thing, isn't it? FaceTiming. And it got me thinking about, it's about your self-image. And I wondered this, Bradley, I think you're young enough. This won't even occur to you, but Joe, I think you're going to agree with me. Do you ever not feel a bit embarrassed when you take a selfie? Like I always, if I, when I take a selfie, I feel automatically somewhat embarrassed. <laughs> well, you know how much, how much my Instagram features me from the neck down. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But again, I think that's a generational thing. Whereas Bradley, yeah. I bet you to somebody well, of your age, it wouldn't occur to you to be embarrassed by that. Well, I do get a little bit embarrassed because I worry that people are gonna think I'm being vain or I, he loves himself when it's my job to take, I guess, selfies for myself or talk to the camera. Mate, if I look like you, I would love myself. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like when I'm walking in the park, everyone's looking at me like, well, he's this idiot like talking to the camera. They I guess yeah. they don't understand or they don't get it. So when Instagram first came on the scene with the whole Snapchat and talking to the camera, that was really awkward. And when you're walking down Oxford Street and you're trying to talk to your followers, that was really awkward. Everyone really didn't know what was going on. They thought you was all right, Wally. But now I guess people are getting used to it. People just walk past thinking, oh, fair enough, he's doing his thing. Uh, but, but it does get embarrassing, of course, because I don't want people to think I'm vain or I love myself. That's the last thing I want people to think, because it's not true. <laughs> I can't get over that. That's why I probably will never really particularly grow my Instagram because I, I can't embrace video and live time. And I think this year, the last 18 months, I'm so sick to death of the sight of my own face. Really? I, really, honestly. I And I, I look back, I, I see myself on Zoom or WhatsApp or FaceTime and things and think, God, you're looking, you know, I haven't seen that line before or that and I really and then I find photos of myself from five years ago and I did have that line or that wrinkle but it's just yeah. I, I, I just I just haven't looked at myself so much as I've been sort of forced to this last year yeah. and I'm finding it really tedious really yeah <laughs> well yeah. You look, you're looking young <laughs> oh no, no. We, we only say that to old people but thank you <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say it to young people <laughs> well, my sister's always telling me Bradley make sure you're not just buying a cheap moisturizer make sure you buy that good moisturizer because your skin's gonna age you're weathering your skin you're in, out in the sun you're sweating a lot so she keeps on top of me she goes you don't want to get Botox anytime soon make sure you look yeah. after your skin but I, I think that with with skincare it's exactly the same as fitness in consistency is key yeah I think um I, I will say that I do think I've aged better than some of my Australian friends. I hope they don't listen to this, but <laughs> just be, because the sun is so much harsher yeah. and I, you're exposed to more sort of like really rugged elements. And I think that that has stood me in good stead to come to England. Yeah, I guess, and only recently that S or I'm not sure SBS has, has been in moisturizing cream now, isn't it? Is, yeah. is that a recent thing? Uh, fairly uh, recent. Fairly yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Think, you know, I think that's the thing though. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pale, so I burn. So I've always worn SPF. So, you know, cause I had no choice, but I think for a lot of people, especially for men, I think, you know, that's been a real, I mean, it still shocks me. I've still got met friends of mine who are in their forties and they've only just started using moisturizer. I yeah. Mean, um, us men were terrible with our skin routine. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. I got friends who wash their hair with um, like this shower gel. Very little. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of my friends was using Lynx shower gel on his hair. And I, yeah, I, exactly. I the gay inhale, when he told me that, I was like, <gasps> it was like, what? I know. Um, no, I mean, because obviously uh, I'm someone who's been using body shop eye, um, eye cream since I was 13. I don't know how that, I'm, I'm a total body shop, like, you know, generation. So I've yeah. always been into it. But um, but yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's kind of like second nature, really. But but you are right, Joe. I think, you know, and I think people who have really good skin, when you said, what's your secret? And they said, it's basically like the same thing like going to the gym. They literally have got a routine. They do it every day. Yeah. They do it every night. I mean, I'm not down with that. 
I mean, I have to say, I can't be asked at night to do anything. Oh, no, I, I, I'll, I can be hammered and I'll still take my makeup off before I go to bed. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I have to. I feel, feel gross if I don't. And the Mediterranean diet is really good. Obviously, you've got your fats yes. and they're really good for your skin. Yeah. So those Spanish Italian people, they've always got the nicest skin, don't they? Yeah, and I'm going to check out your recipes because I, I, having a quick look, I thought they looked really, really good. So, yeah. Oh, thank I mean, you very much. Mm. I mean, Bradley, what do you find when you work with clients, famous or otherwise? What What is it for men, women? What are the top things they always come to you and they say what they want to achieve? What is the, the biggest? Well, time, it is just weight loss. It's, it's, I want to burn fat. I need to lose a few pounds, which isn't hard to do. It's just consistency, training five times a week, reducing the calories, making sure they're eating healthier, uh, educate them on like certain foods, for example, avocados are, re- avocados are really healthy. Yes, but they contain a lot of calories. So don't eat the whole thing. Maybe have a quarter of it, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. So healthy foods can be calorific as well. So these are the things. Or, for example, a glass of wine is the same amount of calories as a Krispy Kreme. I always say to my clients, you wouldn't eat six Krispy Kremes. Would you? Like, no, of course not. No way. But they would have six glasses of red wine on a Friday night as a chilled one. So this is the things I have to try and educate them. If you want to lose weight, yes, it's you have one glass of red wine, really enjoy it, drink it slowly, but don't drink the whole bottle. Because... What did you say? I didn't understand anything that came out. Then what? One glass really slowly. Oh, no. <laughs> Why can't somebody make a nice diet wine? Where is the diet wine, people? Oh, where is the diet wine? Where is the diet wine? How have we got to this point in life with no diet wine? Come on. <laughs> well, it'd have to be sugarless, and oh, that wouldn't be very nice, would it? True. Yeah, uh, yeah. You may as well drink fairy liquid. Yeah. <laughs> but but now all I'm thinking of is a box of Krispy Kreme. That's really resonated with me, yeah. Bradley. Oh God. Yeah. It's yeah. mad. When I tell my clients, they go, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah." And it's the cheese as well, and bits and bobs. That they don't actually add on to what they're eating. They just say, oh, "It's a little snack. I'm just enjoying myself watching a movie." But then they forget to add that to their calories for the day. Mm. So, and they're the little they're the little things that people go wrong with. But I'm not saying you shouldn't have it. I'm saying enjoy it when you want to have it, but just reduce it and be be mindful. I, I was going to say, are, are you a big believer in genuinely tracking things? Like, do you think people should um, keep like, a diet? Think, yeah, like for example, my sister, she was when we went for a weight loss journey. She said, "I'm not tracking it. It's going to be obsessive. I'm one of those obsessive people," and she wasn't seeing the results. I said, "Connie, I want you to track for six weeks. Just track for six weeks. In those six weeks, she educated herself on portion control." Wow, I didn't realize how many calories was in that. This, 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 and this. Wow, I was having too much olive oil on my salads. I thought it was really healthy. And then once she started tracking after six weeks, she didn't have to track anymore because she educated herself. Mm. So she had the right portion <clears throat> control and she maintained those results. So yeah. I think six, six to eight weeks, track it, and then you're going to learn so much. Okay. And it becomes more instinctive after that, you think? Yeah. For example, I don't track. I just eat healthy. Uh, but if I've got a photo shoot with men's health, for example, I'll do two weeks of tracking, just two weeks, and I'll get to myself to like 8% body fat, which is photo shoot ready. <laughs> um, which is never really the healthiest because when I do my photo shoots, it's probably when I'm feeling the most low, low energy. I'm the most ripped. I've got no water retention. Um, and yeah, you're probably not at the healthiest you are in that picture at that moment in time. So I always maintain right now I'm about 10% body fat for me, which is this perfect. Oh. God, get to the gym. Oh. That's disgusting. You absolute lard ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, I do what, but what I think is important, Bradley, I think that's what I've learned about this is that, you know, yeah, you're being really honest. And I think that's what it's about, right? You need, to, I think there's a lot of people that aren't as transparent, I think. And I think, yeah. you know, I think people can get on board with somebody who's not lecturing them or setting an unattainable sort of standard. And I think the fact that you, well, out last night, you were allowing you, you relax, but obviously you have elements of, you know, it's about the boundaries, isn't it? And I think that's yeah. the problem. As human beings, I think the portion control thing is really fascinating. I think lots of us just have lost a grip on what is an acceptable portion of things. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. We eat too much. We really do eat too much. Um, if you were to go for, for example, fresh fitness food and they do all your macros calories for you, you'll be like, what is this it? What, there's 700 calories in this? What, really? And he goes, yeah. So they're probably consuming about a thousand to twelve hundred calories without even realizing it, yeah. because their bowl of pasta is too big, or they've chosen two chicken breasts, or a, a large amount of uh, um, sweet like potato fries, for example. So, yeah, it's fascinating to be fair. And once you are educated, you go, wow, and then you're going to feel a lot better for it. And to get educated, they need to get on board with your platform, right? There you go. Get it done. Subscribe. Get it. 
Yeah, no excuses. Get it done. Training me every single day and my other trainers. We've got Pilates. So if you fancy Pilates, we've got yoga instructors. Um, you've got myself. I do strength and hit. We've got boxing coaches on board. Uh, and we've got a section where it's just 20 minute workouts because obviously a lot of people out there are really, really busy. So they've only got 20 minutes. They've got 20 minutes to smash a really good solid workout. Mm. And I haven't got to worry about going into a scary changing room. You don't have to worry, but you can do it in a, you can do it in the gym if you want to. You can take the app to the gym uh, or you can do it in your living room or the park. So anywhere you can train with me, no excuses. Get on no. board. Yes. Get on board and get it done, everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, Bradley, thank you so much for joining us today, especially today of all days. Yes. Yeah. And we're not feeling the freshest, but I, I, I have to say, I feel a bit brighter. I was a bit, I was I a bit miserable. We're both talking. remarkably chipper. Yes, well, let's not dwell on it. we got the World Cup in a year's time, so let's focus on that. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I can guarantee Joe and I will still not know the offside rule by then. But hey, we'll no, hey, hey. But I'll be back on that WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.